dare to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Welcome back to our community. If you are watching on video on Spotify podcast, all you got to do is click play and the video will pop right up. Then you'll notice it's nighttime here, but I really do for this video, this podcast suggest watching on video because this was my very first in-person recording and it was so much fun. It was just a totally different vibe to just be like hanging out in a room. Well, other than of course, my friends who I had on and Ethan my first like interview in person and it was such a nice vibe just to I don't know it feels like you're almost like on a coffee date and people get to listen in I'm curious if you guys hear a difference in this episode just in terms of flow and energy because I just I don't listen to the full episodes ever unless I'm like editing them obviously but like I was just before this intro fully listening to the podcast and like interested as a listener like I it was just like we were bouncing off each other and I do remember when I had Natalie on first she was like one of my first episodes ever people saying that like we sounded like sisters and just bounced off each other really well so it was also just because it was Natalie but I'm telling you it was such good energy I hope you watch the video on this one because we were in the same room which is always fun And yeah, let's hop into what was in alignment for me this week and out of alignment this week. And you guys reflect on your weeks as well. Oh, my voice cracked there, but it's okay. What was in alignment? Well, this is something that I did two weeks ago that I've been waiting to share. I just wanted to wait until it was like official, official. And it is. So I gave my two weeks notice of my part time PR job. I am really excited. My last day, when you're listening to this, it's Tuesday. My last day is Wednesday. And it feels like such a step for me. If you know my whole story, you know that about eight months ago, I went to quit my job, which I can, you know, be more open about the details later on in a different episode. But I went to quit my full-time job. I was ready to just work at Rumble, become a YouTuber and, you know, manifestation in the universe works in a funny way. So my company was like, can you stay on part-time? And I was like, okay, perfect. I need the money. So I stayed on part-time. So instead of just quitting and only working at Rumble, I ended up having a part-time PR job, working for Rumble, working for Shelby Church, editing her vlogs and producing and shooting when she's in town and doing all of my stuff. So I went from trying to free up all this time to dedicate to social media to having a more flexible schedule, definitely, and being able to dedicate more time to social media but I ended up with five jobs. So it was just the perfect timing. And I felt fully supported at this company this whole time. And so it's a little sad because I just like genuinely have nothing bad to say. I'm obsessed with my client. I am obsessed with my team. And it was just such a perfect transitional period. And it just, you guys, I was drowning in my Google calendar. And I feel like I just haven't allowed space or time for opportunities to come in for myself and so this is my this is my baby leap of faith to just be completely detached from all things corporate. And it just felt like the right time to really dedicate all my energy to social media, to Rumble, to everything I've been doing and actually be able to make more money doing everything that I love. It was just 
it was all too much. So one thing that I'm going to be doing to make money doing what I love is I'm starting consultations because as I came to this decision, I had a few, I was on Evolve by Erica, the girl who does my, does my Kundalini, who I follow her Kundalini. I was on her podcast and she was saying that I would be great at consultations. And then I had Morgan on the smiling gut on our podcast that you guys will hear in just a few weeks. And she after was like, I'm would love to hire you to like help me launch a podcast. And I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about this for so long. And I had this limiting belief that I needed to have a certain amount of followers or certain authority on the matter to be able to offer these services. But like, at the end of the day, I help all of my friends with just brainstorming and like, you could totally make this into a business. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you put it on Etsy, you do this, you do that. So I there's just been so many signs lately. And now that I'm quitting this job, it just feels like a good time to offer it. So I'm going to put a Calendly link in the show notes. Essentially, this will serve you in one of two ways or both. One is if you want to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or even a TikTok, I can help you with the logistics of that. So what equipment do you need? How do you find a hosting platform to get your podcast on Spotify, SEO and keywords for YouTube, how to make a thumbnail, brainstorming content ideas, helping you refine and get down to your brand pillars, your niche, whatever you need in that sense in terms of launching a social media platform. Or if you need, which is what I do for my friends all the time, and they came up with this idea for me, a few people have told me to do it. If you just need like a BFF creative brainstorm sesh where like you don't want to burden anyone, but you just aren't happy in your current job or current situation, and you kind of know what you want, you kind of know what you're into, you maybe want to start like a baking something, but you don't know where to start. Should you sell your baked goods? Should you make a TikTok? What I don't know what to do. Um, just ideas and helping you get clear on your vision. Like, what are you good at? What can you make of this? And really just giving you like an undivided 45 minutes to an hour of BFF time just to get clear on your vision, your why and your next steps. And for both of these types of sessions, I will send you a PDF after everything we spoke about your homework so you know exactly what to do next. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I will put the Calendly link in the show notes if you're ever interested in signing up for a call. And I'm excited for this next chapter. Everything else remains the same. We're just no more PR. So excited to see where this takes us. Out of alignment for me this week, I just haven't been sleeping well, to be honest. I've been really moody and irritable and... I'm starting Parsley Health tomorrow, so I'll keep you posted on that. Finally, I think this all has to do with getting off birth control for sure. So I will keep you posted on that. But this weekend, I did have a nice little reboot in Long Island. I stayed a little bit and relaxed and enjoyed. And Ethan took off on Monday. So I was still working. That's today. I was still working, but I like went to the gym with him at 12 o'clock, like just sort of took advantage for once of my flexible schedule and tried to slow down. I'm, I'm trying. My therapist and I are working on making sure that I don't supplement my PR job with working for another person or like hustling even more. It's like, let's take advantage of our schedule. Let's slow down a bit and allow room and space for opportunities to come in. So that's what I'm working on. If you're here on Spotify video, you can see my phone case says slow down. It's from Princess Polly. I will link it down below if I remember. (laughs) If not, you could stalk me on Instagram and DM me. So let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. 
<sighs> Let that shit go. Okay, this week's guest is Natalie Barbu. She has been a content creator for the past decade, starting on YouTube in 2011. She has amassed a loyal following of over 30, not 30, 350,000 plus followers. She is also the host of the Real Real podcast, which has received over 1 million downloads since its inception in 2019. Latest, she is this, not latest, that was a weird word to use. Most recently, she is the CEO and co-founder of Rella. Rella is an app. It's the only tool needed to grow your social media. It's an all-in-one management tool to help content creators and influencers run their business. It's now on a desktop. I can attest I've been using it nonstop. It's like every app I've been using, I can now just use one app instead, which has been a game changer. So some of the topics we talk about, we talk about Rella balancing being a founder with also a social life, making new friends in a new city, making new friends as an adult and how those can be some of your deepest friendships, being intentional with relationships, and then all things social media strategy. So also mindset. So like comparison as a content creator, we talk about the number one platform you need to be on to become an influencer and grow a community in 2022 how to actually build a community on social media, how to grow your podcast, how to grow your YouTube channel, just getting down into the nitty gritty of strategy from someone who has to be up on the latest trend, trends of social media strategy as the CEO of Rella. She's always offering tips on the Rella TikTok and having all these webinars. So she really has to be, you know, on top of the trends. So definitely listen for that. It's like your social media boot camp. And please, if you are watching on Spotify, go to the three dots on Spotify and click rate this show and just rate it five stars. It is beyond helpful to support this show. It takes just a second. It's a super easy way to support me and the show, especially after quitting my PR job. So take a second and do that, please. And enjoy this episode. Please let me know if you enjoy the in-person dynamic. All right, let's get into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We made it. I'm podcasting with Natalie Barbu. Welcome to the podcast. We're finally podcasting in person. I'm really excited. Me too, because we've been planning it for a long time. Next time you come to Florida, I'll go to you. Yeah. And then we'll do my podcast. Yeah. So that works. And I'm glad we didn't plan for a swap because the traffic was crazy. So I know. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. Let's start with Rella because the last time you were on the podcast, you were talking about how it was launching soon. And now it's launched like months ago at this point. So I want to know... What are your favorite features? What are other content creators loving about it? And then obviously I'll share what I'm loving about it too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's crazy that last time we talked, it was like in the works, but my, so pretty much what Rella is right now is really helping like any influencer from step one organize their stuff. So be more consistent, um, plan out your notes, plan out your content, track your goals, like just start treating it more of like a business and having that like business mindset. 
that lays the groundwork for like what we're developing in the future, which is like really creating just like a digital workspace for creators from like start to finish for their entire workflow. So we wanted to start with the obvious, like the content part for literally anyone. Like you don't even need to be making money on social media. Yeah. So what I like about it is that it connects every platform so I can actually like plan everything and have it on a calendar because I am so bad at just like remembering to film or like remembering to do something or like what am I uploading that this day? Or like, oh my God, it's like Wednesday and I haven't uploaded a YouTube video yet. You know, so the planning portion. And then also I just love like the goal tracker. Like I'm very goal oriented. Mm-hmm. So having something that like tracks my goals and I can actually like see the growth is like really cool for me. 100%. And as someone who's using it myself, I just love that everything's in one place. Like I was always using Google Calendar. I was always using like Planoly or what is it called? Unum, however you pronounce yeah. it for like planning my Instagram feed and I was using all these different platforms but now even like the notes app in it like I get to plan out I literally use the notes for not only planning out my posts but also like what are my video ideas or like the script for my YouTube video or like series ideas for TikTok like everything that that would have been Evernote Google Calendar Planoly, like I'm naming so many different apps that I would have had to use for it, and now I just get to use the one, which I love. That makes me so happy because it's weird having something like I worked on it for so long before it was released. So to see people like use it, it's like, whoa, that's just like weird that like people are actually using it now. Yeah, and it works. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's so crazy. So I want to get into like not the mental health side of it, but like how are you doing? Because you went from full time content creator. To, I feel like you were always working on something like you can't help but be a little more business oriented. But now you're like the founder of an actual running app and you have employees like how are you juggling that which is essentially going back to a nine to five. Literally, yeah. I feel like so I used to work at like a consulting firm I used to work at the nine to five while still doing like content. And now I feel like I have reverted back to that Mm -hmm. where I now like wake up every morning from nine to five. I'm like working on Rella. Like, yes, I work for myself. So I have the opportunity to like if I need to get something done in the middle of the day, I can do it, you know, and I don't have to like ask permission. So it's definitely a little different, but I had it feels like I'm working a nine to five because I'm like constantly working on Rella. And so it's kind of gotten back to being really organized, planning things out ahead of time, really trying to focus on like what I want to, like I can't be everywhere at once. So like what do I really want to focus on? And like really honing down on like what I want my personal brand to look like and to be. So all of that has been really hard. Um, And then I'd say just like mentally, I feel very overwhelmed a lot. And I'm trying to, you know, relax and like chill a little more. But I just, I feel really overwhelmed. Just like balancing both things. Which honestly, thank God you're in Florida now. Because if you were feeling overwhelmed in New York, like right now we're literally looking at palm trees. Like imagine you were in your apartment in New York City, overwhelmed. And like also the social pressure in New York City too. Like I feel, I'm curious, do you also feel like an overwhelming pressure to like make new friends in this new city or like... I don't know, or do you feel like you're abandoning your social life? Like, how are you feeling with then that also added layer of, like, personal life? Yeah, so I always say, like, I I mean, I love New York. It's still, like, my favorite city, but I'm really glad I'm not there right now because of that reason. Like, I feel like when you are in New York, the energy is obviously great, and, like, it definitely inspires you and motivates you, and, like, you want to be, like, go, go, go. But I'm already naturally like that. Like, I don't necessarily need my environment to be like that for me to – push myself or to like be go 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 and I feel very like you know like you walk outside of New York and like you hear honking everywhere sirens there's a million people like you're 
hustling. Oh my God, are you going to miss the next train? You know, and here it's just a little bit more relaxing. Not, I mean, the traffic is bad as you saw, (laughs) (laughs) but it is more relaxing. Like I can go to the beach in the morning. I can, or in the afternoon, whenever, like I can go to the pool, I can sit on my patio and like, it's always sunny. So I'm really happy for that reason, like being here and like, and with social pressure, like I feel like, yes, I want to go out on the weekends. Like I definitely want to like hang out with my friends and go out. But I think one good thing about Miami is like, yes, a lot of people that visit here think it's like very Vegasy because like they'll go to like the clubs yeah. and like the pool bars and like all of that. But like, that's not what it's actually like if you live here. So it's a lot more chill. Like we'll go to the beach or we'll go on a boat ride or we'll go on like a walk or, you know, it's a lot more relaxing so I don't feel the pressure to just only like drink and go out and and be like hustling all the time yeah completely do you feel like you found your people here or is that a struggle still I definitely do I found really good friends here so I I'm really grateful for that and I think it was just I was here for like six months and I hadn't made like a single friend and I was like okay I need to actually like put myself out there so I just started like (laughs) DMing people I was like I made my friend like introduce me I was like do you know anyone that moved to Miami and he's like I mean I know like one girl kind of that moved here I was like introduce me to her like I need friends yeah and then this other girl like I just like dm'd on instagram you know so I think it's just all about putting yourself out there when you're an adult and people don't really talk about that because like you go out and you see these groups of friends Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god they must know each other from college or high school or they were work or they're like lifelong friends like I don't have that and I was always just feeling like very jealous of that of like people that had a group and so I was like I'm just gonna go and like do it myself (laughs) yeah that's what I mean I've been dealing with that just with like the I don't know another word for it but like the influencer community in the city it's like I'm starting to get invited to events and I know no one and I'm like Jen just say hello start there just be like hi what's your name if they're not your vibe or you know they're looking down on you or whatever you move on with your day but like you'll never know unless you put yourself out there and I feel like that's where the best friendships come out of even with us like if I never, I don't even remember how it started, even like signing up for a consultation, like we wouldn't have became friends. Exactly. And like, that's how I feel like with anyone I meet on like social media, anyone I meet in person, I'm like, thank God that we like connected because yeah. that would be like, even my roommate, actually the one where she's, she was my roommate in college. So the one that you just met that was here visiting me, she's my college roommate. We met in college because she DM'd me and she was like, oh, like I've like watched your videos before. Like I go to NC state, like let's get coffee. And I was like, yeah, like awesome. Let's do it. I'm always looking for friends. And now we're like, she's my best friend, you know? And it's just, it's just putting yourself out there because we're at the age where friendships don't just happen anymore. You have to be like intentional about it. I also was just, I don't know if I read a meme or I was listening to a podcast or something where someone was like, actually the best and deepest relationships that I have right now are from people I met later in life because even if you grew up with someone or you went to college with them or you have like all these memories with them from abroad or wherever, you might not be in the same phase of life right now. So people you meet later in life, they're probably in the same phase of life for, as you because you met them. And I feel like you can relate to one another more and you want to do the same things and you get each other more because you're meeting through a mutual, whether it's a hobby or a job at the same point in time. So I actually think 
staying open to friendships later on in life is so important because they could be the most valuable friendships, even if it's just for a period of time. Yeah, I totally agree. And also, like, there are some of my high school friends, which this is no, like, shade to them because I love them. But, like, if we met today, I don't think we'd be friends. Yeah. And, like, that's not because I don't like them or anything like that. It's because we have such different interests that we would have just never crossed paths. Like, Completely. And, like, a lot of my friends from high school, like, I'm still friends with, but, like, I don't talk to them really that often. Like, maybe, like, a once-a-year catch-up. But, like, that's about it. Whereas, like, I feel like my best friends are the ones I met in college and the ones that I've met, like, post-grad too. Like, it's been the ones that are later in life, not immediate. Like, oh, when I was, like, five years old, we've been best friends since. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you feel the pressures, because I definitely do, to like keep up with those friendships where you're not naturally, organically going to talk to them every day, but you're like, shit, like I haven't reached out to that person in a month, but like inevitably between content creation, you started a business, all of the things, you have a boyfriend, you're living in a new city, you're trying to make friends here, like there's so much going on. It's really hard to keep up with every single friend you've ever been close with. Do you feel anxiety over that or are you good about just being like... There's a season for everything and, like, I just don't need to talk to you right now. It definitely depends on the friendship and the friend. Like, if we're, like, best friends, then, like, I do feel like, okay, I want to keep up and I want to – even if it's, like, at a distance, you know, but, like, I do want to keep up with you. But I'm so bad at that and, like, that's something that I really want to work on. And, like, this year I think it was, like, my New Year's resolution to, like, be more intentional with relationships because I am someone that when I'm, like, working, for example, I'm not answering a single text. I'm not, like – Keon gets so mad at me because I don't answer his texts during the yeah. day. But I'm like, I don't read them. Or like if I do, I'm like, I'm going to read. I'll, I'll do it later. Like it's just so in the back burner for me because I'm so focused on like what I'm doing. Yeah. So like when I'm working, I am not, you know, thinking about like who I can reach out to. And like during the week, I have like one day a week where I'm like hanging out with friends. You know, I'm not like doing things all week long or all weekend long. So for me, that's been really hard. And I I really want to be more intentional because I know that it's like shitty. Like I know that it's not great that I'm not the one that's like all like reaching out first, but it's something that I really want to work on, even if it's like one text. I also think it's hard for people to understand that are in a corporate job that maybe it's not their passion and they're just like doing it to pay the bills and they're just like in a corporate world, but like they're bored in a meeting, so they're texting. And, like, I used to be in that situation, so I get it. But it's hard for them to understand you not wanting to answer your texts right away or you wanting to just batch them all at the end of the day. But, like, I get it. The energy it takes to also compartmentalize. It's like, no, I'm in TikTok mode. No, I'm in, like, helping my employees mode. Like, there's so many different things you have to compartmentalize when you are doing your own thing and your own boss that it's hard to, like even just answer, are you free next Thursday? Like, I just, I am the same way. Like, I just, I can't, I can't think about it. <laughs> no, and again, like, Keon and I were trying to plan, like, our, like, the next trips, like, if I'm, when he's going to, like, New York, when I'm going to be here, like, all of this stuff, like, kind of plan our month. And he's told me, like, a million times, like, have you booked this flight? Have you booked this flight? Have you booked it? No, I haven't. This is my I life. Can't, <laughs> I can't think that far ahead. No, this is literally my life. Ethan, we're trying to book a trip to visit his sister and we're going to New Orleans and like these things are months away and he has given me the flight and he asks me every single day if I've booked it or like I have to call the plumber or something for example he asks me every day he like doesn't understand why the smallest tasks stress me out and I'm like you don't understand I'm compartmentalizing eight jobs at once like the little things just stress me out even though the big things 
don't as much. It's so bizarre. I had to send, so I had to send this like car registration to this ballet company. And so I have literally, I'm in this email chain that Keon looped me in and he's like, they're just asking for the car registration and it's been two weeks and I haven't (laughs) sent it yet. I've driven like every day. I could totally go in, take a photo of the car registration, but it's like slips my mind. I don't think about it. That I'm like, it's not on my calendar. Like I can't. (laughs) That's what it is. I think. No, it's literally just that it's not on my calendar. That's what it is. It's not on my list. (laughs) (laughs) And it should be. And the frustrating part is that once you do it, it takes two seconds and you're like, I could have done that a hundred percent. But like, there's just, there's too many things going on, which I want to talk to you about. Like, I feel like since you've started Rella, because you have to sort of be this expert in the social media space, you like have your pulse on the social media landscape. Cause like you're planning these talks for people. You're going live. It's like, I'm assuming you feel almost like more of a pressure to be in the know on like the algorithms and like what's doing well, what's not. So I want to Well, first of all, do you feel that pressure or is it just a natural, like, you enjoy it anyway, so it just comes naturally? No, definitely. I definitely feel the pressure. And then I feel guilty when it's like I'm telling people that they need to post on TikTok. I'm like, (laughs) I'm not. Like, I'm like, what? Like, I'm – it's so much easier to said than done. So I always try to acknowledge that also. But I definitely feel the pressure of like, oh, my God, I need to keep up with, like, every new update and every new change. I need to know what's going on. And, like, that stresses me out a lot. So are you feeling like your content creator first and then like owner, founder of Rella second? Or, I mean, they go hand in hand. It's like you kind of have to be in the influencer space to know what your consumer wants. Yeah, I actually would say I feel more like founder first, yeah. content creator second, because ever since I started social media, I've always known like I want to do something else. Like social media for me has always been like a door opener. It's always been something that like gives me like – an advantage or like gives me a platform like I've always viewed it as like a stepping as a stepping stone not as the end goal so like now the end goal was always start my own business do something like find something that I love and like do that and use social media to like help it grow as my creative outlet as like a way to like speak to users or customers or whatever that is so I that's why I actually view myself as like founder first and then content creator second Yeah, I relate with that entirely. I mean, you don't actually have to like put yourself in in order, but I relate with that entirely in terms of like understanding the value of having a community as opposed to being like, I want to be famous and have validation. It's like, no, I want to cultivate a community so I can serve them and then like tap into the business side a bit. So I relate with that a lot. Yeah. And I feel like like with what you're doing with like finding cool like workout classes in the city, telling people what works, you're like uh, helping like with your diet and all of that, like that stuff provides a lot of value to people. And it's not necessarily just like a mindless vlog. And when I say the word mindless, I don't mean that as an insult because like I enjoy watching those a lot. Like I actually really enjoy watching those. And those are something that like I think do really, really, really well. But I know that you're not someone that like likes to post that. And I'm the same way. I just always am like, well, what are people going to get out of this? Like, what's the point? You know, like I, know. I question that when I post. Because it feels like self-serving in a way to just be like, this is what I'm doing. Now this is what I'm doing. Now this is what I'm doing. And you're like, I need to provide some sort of value. And also I've been saying a lot in my vlogs recently, like just complaining about my lighting or like comparison. Like I've been really beating myself up lately a lot, which is why I'm excited for this conversation. And the way people comment and say, we're not here for your lighting. Like, we're not here for you to teach us something. Like, we just want to watch you. It's, like, hard to just, 
fully dive into that when you are more business oriented, I guess, and like more value driven than like self-serving and like I want everyone to compliment my outfits and like there's a place for that entirely and I think it's just entertainment so I definitely struggle as well with just like just let I feel like we both need to like let loose a little and just like watch it play out but it's funny how we can both relate on so much in terms of that but like be in such different places in your social media journey like you started 10 years ago you already got your 100,000 subscriber plaque like you're on 300 now and I'm like just struggling to get 10k so badly but yet I feel like you talk about certain insecurities as well with your channel and views and whatnot that I also feel just on a different scale so I do find it interesting that like it kind of never ends I was about to say that (laughs) like I feel like when you are first starting I remember when I first started I was like my goal is to get get 100,000 subscribers that's all I want that's all I want. Yeah, that's literally all I said. I was like, I will be happy at 100,000 and I will like, like never want like that. That will be content for me. Now I'm at 300,000 and I'm like comparing. I'm like, oh, these people are at 500K or these people are it's at, crazy you know, like to me. 350. Like, oh my God. And I'm like, if, if like 18 year old me was like, saw like what I was doing, she would not be like, oh my God. Yeah, you're only at 300. I would, I would be like bouncing off the wall literally. so excited. So like I, I want to remind myself of that and like right now I don't know if it's me or if it's just all of YouTube but lo- like views have like it's tanked dead. like totally tanked and I'm trying not to think about like the view count I'm trying to think of okay the fact that like we have to look at like consumer habits or like like viewer habits so like YouTube you are intentionally going on YouTube you are clicking a video that you want to spend like 15 10 15 minutes on clicking on that you're watching it you're consuming it like very intentionally it's very very i keep saying the word intentional but like it is tiktok scroll 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 totally mindless so i also like to think like okay yeah i could get 50k views on a tiktok but like how many of those 50k people actually cared to see my content like how many of them actually followed me how many of them want to see more content okay youtube i get 10k views 5k views whatever it is Okay, those 5, 10K, 20K, whatever it is, those people intentionally clicked on my video. They wanted to watch it. They're engaging. They like, it's not just an accident that they're watching this video. So that is so much more meaningful and powerful than a TikTok, you know? I completely agree. That's something I'm, again, struggling with is TikTok, the, um, not, I'm saying this to prove a point. I have 2,000 followers on TikTok. I started two months ago and there have been, at least 10 people that either in rumble or out at night or literally someone in the street recognized me. And I've been on YouTube for three years and that's happened maybe once ever, maybe. And it's just crazy how it's like, okay, so now I'm gravitating towards TikTok because after grinding it out on YouTube for so many years, you're like, okay, I just want, I want 10 K somewhere. And it's, it's like so hard to say that out loud. Like literally when I said that to my therapist, I almost threw up because I hate caring about the numbers, but at a certain point, like it's just a measure of success for your job. And it's really hard to ignore that. And so on TikTok, I'm like, oh, wow, I got to keep up with this. Like it's actually working. People are watching, but they're to your point, they're not as engaged or loyal as even just getting one more YouTube subscriber tomorrow is going to be and like the comments on YouTube it's like they really know you and they want to be in your world on TikTok it's like sure you can get a hundred thousand followers overnight none of them know who you are they just tapped follow as they were scrolling 
Literally. And I, I mean, TikTok's genius for doing that, making it so easy Completely. for you to follow someone, making it so easy for you to see their stuff. But it's not as like, I, I don't know, I don't feel a sense of community on there. And maybe it's because I'm not big on there. So like, that's why I don't feel that. But I don't know, like on YouTube, I, I will search if like my favorite YouTuber posted. Yeah. I'm not doing that on TikTok. I'm literally going on there and I'm clicking for you and I'm scrolling. Like, I don't even go to the following page. Like, you know how there's like two yes. tabs? I don't. I like to do for you. I don't really care who I'm following. I have no <laughs> idea who I'm following. Yeah. I have no idea who, like, who, like, I, I don't care about, like, the people that I follow at all, really. I know right. that sounds so bad. No, yeah. As a social media expert, you're the founder of Rella, as we mentioned earlier, you kind of have to be on the pulse of everything. So with this being said, how we're like, TikTok's great for the algorithm and people finding you, but do they care about you? Would that still be your first recommendation if someone's starting from scratch or even someone like me that's still like, I've been doing it for years, but I'm still small, a small creator and a micro influencer. What is your advice given everything we just discussed? Okay, so I, you know I might sound like hypocritical, but I do still think it's worth being on TikTok because the growth is very quick on there. And I do think like, okay, let's say you gain 100,000. Yeah, 100,000 people don't care about you, but maybe 20,000 do. Right. And then those 20,000 can go then to your other channels. So I still recommend though, like I still don't think TikTok is the place to grow community. Like I just, maybe people will disagree with me on that, but like I don't find that TikTok is a place to grow community. I think it's a place to grow an audience. And I think community and audience is very different. I think other channels, like even Instagram, Instagram and YouTube are places to grow community. Instagram, because like I've used my stories to like talk to people like I'm like talking to a friend. Like I literally use it to like update you on my life, ask you questions, use the like engagement tools, like question polls, all of that. That is my place to like just – literally like speak as friends and like the dms on instagram i think are so much better than tiktok and then youtube i think that's where people really get to know you so like i don't recommend like you don't need to be on youtube like you don't need to be on you know every platform but i do think that there are like different advantages for each one but if you're starting from scratch today tiktok i completely agree and just to use like the example i was giving earlier the one person who stopped me in the street said i found you on tiktok and I love your YouTube. I love your podcast. And it's such a good example of like, it's not going to be everyone who follows you, but even if like one out of 10 people then go and go to your YouTube or go to your Instagram, even like I've, I've actually gone now that I think about it to TikTokers that I follow to their Instagram. Cause I want to like keep up with them. And as we were saying earlier, like you're not really keeping up on TikTok. It's just fun. If their video does pop up. Sure. But I go to their Instagram if I like really like their personality and want to keep up with them. I do the exact same thing. If if I like really like them, then I'll follow them on Instagram so I can then be a part of their community. I'm not a part of their community on TikTok. I'm just like kind of watching them if they pop up. Yeah. So then if someone's looking to actually, you know, do the long game, become an influencer in the long run, you would say have a TikTok and something else. A hundred percent. We need something else where they can go to because what if one day the TikTok algorithm stops showing your videos? Yeah. People don't search on TikTok, really. Like, I search keywords. Like, if I'm looking for, like, a product and I want to see how someone's using it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search, like, this specific product. Or, like, I was looking how to do, like, a slicked back, like, ponytail. I've done that, too. <laughs> I look up, like, slicked back ponytail on TikTok. But I'm not searching for an individual person on yeah. TikTok. But on Instagram and on YouTube, I actually do that. And, like, I want to see their stuff. So definitely have, like, another platform where you are actively posting If you are trying to grow. I completely agree. And then just to get a little more like nitty gritty, 
podcasts let's go with if someone's starting a podcast you have a network now that backs you like but you started obviously with that one and I assume having your community it allowed you to draw people from your YouTube community to your podcast how do you recommend people do that they started a podcast and maybe they have a small TikTok following or something like how can you draw people from your other platforms to your podcast because I think the podcast algorithm is there is none. <laughs> there is no algorithm. There is none. And I feel like it's such a missed opportunity. Like, I know. Why, why does Spotify not do that? It makes no sense. It could be a social network in itself, like commenting on podcast episodes completely. Like, I think that that is something. And I don't necessarily think there needs to be like another app. I think Spotify yeah. does such a good job at like having people like follow playlists and follow each other and all. Like, what? why don't they do that for podcasts? Like it's been a few years now that podcasting has been huge. Like they created like a clubhouse version, like in the day, yeah. like they could totally create a social network for it. But anyways, um, yes, <laughs> <laughs> podcasting is, um, so hard to grow. I think that you need to have something else for your podcast where like either an Instagram account or your personal page where you're promoting your, your podcast on there or TikTok, like with this video, like clip it into a TikTok form and like upload it. I think all of that would help a lot with podcasting and getting like the juiciest clips or like the best like repostable clips or things that people can stitch and things things that are just gonna like promote engagement I think is what you need to do for podcasting but you have to promote it somewhere else and you have to ask your guests to like can you repost this can you you know like actually asking them to do that because that's gonna be really important like if I follow someone and like I hear that they were on a podcast and like I want to listen to what they have to say so I'll like go and, and listen to it so I definitely think like that having guests on that will repost is also going to be really helpful. Yeah, I agree. And also the collaborator tool on Instagram. Now, whenever I post on my like podcast Instagram, a promo graphic or a reel, I always click collaborate and they don't have to do it at all. But most of them do because they want something to put on their feed and it's providing value to their audience. And that actually has been helping me a lot recently. I've only started in the last month, but those reels get so many more views because it's going to their entire audience too. So do you, do they go in feed or is it in feed? Just- so they won't all accept, but a lot of them have. And like Alyssa Viti from In the Flow is her book. And like she invented cycle syncing, the cycle syncing method. And like there's a whole movement around it. And she like wanted it on her feed and everything. So then people like who have loved cycle syncing, like go hard for her and they all saw it on her feed and came over to my Instagram and then clicked the link and then listened. So that episode has a lot of listens. So that's like a new thing Instagram does that I find really works. You can ask them in like the Calendly link or you can just like invite them and if they don't want to do it, it's fine. But that's really been helping. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good idea. And also it could be temporary, right? They could just delete it after like 24 hours. Yeah, literally they could delete it the next day. Okay, so that was podcasting. Now let's do YouTube because that's your other – that's like your – is that like your – like where your heart is? Because that's where my heart is. 100%. I love YouTube and I still like watching YouTube, but it makes me sad because like I watch like two YouTube videos a day, you know? And so that's another thing like when you think about like comparing TikTok to YouTube, you really can't because like I might consume like – That's true. A thousand TikToks in a day. Like, literally, that's not yeah. even an exaggeration. No, that's true. And then I consume two videos. Yeah. So, like, the fact that you even have, like, views on a YouTube video, it's like people really want to watch that. Yeah, completely. 
but it has been feeling a little more dry recently. Like I was, I try to look for up and coming creators. Like I remember in the pandemic when I was like recommitting, I started talking to you about it and I was like, we're going to make YouTube happen. So I would follow all these rising YouTubers and like everyone that was popping off during the pandemic. And I would just like get inspiration from them. I can't find anyone popping off. I just can't. Because so many people are like devoting time to TikTok now and YouTube needs to figure out a way to fix that because they're trying with shorts, but it's not the way. (laughs) But you can't just recreate TikTok. Like I think they need to come up with a way to like promote YouTube videos organically in some way like even if it is kind of similar to youtube shorts but like maybe a scrolling version but of like full youtube videos that they think that you're gonna like where you watch like a snippet of it like an explore page almost yes like like trailers yes where you're like it's even like a scrolling motion where you're figuring out like scrolling thumbnails or scrolling something that like captures more people's attention maybe and maybe that's not a good idea but something that like suggesting creators that you would like like you know on the podcast app at least at the bottom it'll be like other podcasts you might like like they should do that for youtubers because I feel like it's impossible to grow it's impossible for anyone to find you unless it's like the most searchable video or you're in another youtuber's video or which doesn't even really do much honestly but yeah I it's just like it feels a little impossible to grow right now and it feels a little dry, although the comments that do come up are so engaged. Like it might be less than usual, but the people who are still there on YouTube want to be there to your point and are very engaged. Yeah, I totally agree. But I don't know, like, YouTube has this thing called new to you. Have you seen that? Like in the studio? Or Not on in studio, in home page. So... I'll show you after this. But okay. if you go on YouTube, it's first your explore page. And then you have to go to new to you. And so I started doing that. But the fact that you have to like click on it yeah, at the even very know. end, no one's doing it. And so – but that's actually a good way to – like I found new creators on there. And so that – I think they're trying to compete with like a for you page. But they're making it so hidden that it's pointless. Yeah, it's becoming like the podcast algorithm. Like, I feel like it used to be not easier to blow up on TikTok. I mean, on YouTube, it's not similar to TikTok at all. But there were periods during the pandemic specifically, like during lockdown season, I saw so much growth. And now it's it's for sure consistent. It's not like completely dead, but it's like, I don't know of anyone who's just fully, like, I remember you even made a YouTube video that was like, these people are going to blow up. I feel like you just couldn't even do that right now. Like no. no one's okay. So, but let's say people are like us and they love YouTube and they want to grow on YouTube. Even me, like selfishly want to grow on YouTube. My heart is there. I want a community there. What the fuck does anyone do these days? So I think there's like two reasons and like two parts to this. So one, as a consumer, I think we need to like start watching it more as well and like kind of contributing to it. Cause I, at the end of the day, sometimes I'm just like scrolling on TikTok. So like, yeah. I think we need to also like rewire our brains to be more used to long form content, which kind of sucks that like we've literally shortened our attention spans like three seconds. But yeah, I definitely think we need to like start watching it ourselves and maybe that can also get us re-inspired. But then on the other hand, I do think that like let's say you are posting on TikTok, let's say you are posting on Instagram, start kind of sharing like why they need to watch your YouTube video. You know, be like, okay, I'm like talking about this topic specifically in this video or make like a little trailer on TikTok so that they're more intrigued to watch the whole thing. So I think that's another way where now 
sadly, YouTube is like kind of becoming like Instagram where it's like really only the people you follow you're going to see. So you have to like promote yourself elsewhere and then have people find you. And I think like when Instagram was like starting to kind of decline and like only people that you follow would show up and like it was impossible to grow on Instagram, YouTube was the place where people would go to like gain their audience on Instagram. Now that's kind of shifted to TikTok. So I think we just need to follow like, okay, we're going to post on TikTok, but we're going to create things that like redirect people to YouTube. Yeah. I think maybe, and I've thought about this honestly recently, but like who has the damn time? I was thinking almost like a trailer like we do for like the podcast clips where you promote it on TikTok and Reels, like doing that for YouTube, but like to twice a week pull out the clips from your, it's a lot. But it would probably be a good idea if there's, like, a funny vlog or something to, like, take a clip and then they want to go watch the full video. Well, I was following this girl, so I just followed her. I don't remember. Her name's, like, Michelle something. I don't know her full name. But she has, like, maybe, like, 20K or something on TikTok. But she was editing her TikTok like a YouTube video. Like, it felt like I was watching a vlog. And I loved it. It made me, like, so nostalgic for, like, older YouTube days. Like, it was, like, the zoom in, zoom out clips, like, funny, funny type of content. Like, she was, like, kind of taking us along her day. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, a three-minute TikTok, which I never watch those. But this one was, like, so entertaining that I was, like, going to see if she had a YouTube channel because I, like, really liked her content. can you send that to me if she comes up again, if you find her? I followed her on Instagram. I went and I followed her on Instagram. So I know who she is, so I'll send it to you. It's, like, Mitchie something on TikTok. Okay. Okay. So basically TikTok is the way. <laughs> Unfortunately. I know. I hate that. Like, no, but still put time into YouTube. Still well, be consistent. That's the problem. Put time. It's so hard. Like, well, like I mentioned before, and by the time this episode is out, it will be out there, but I did just quit my PR job. But like, not everyone has the luxury or the confidence to just go all in and do some part-time jobs and like figure it out. So it's hard because it's like you need to be an octopus. You need to like be working, making TikToks, doing your YouTube. It's specifically YouTube is so hard because it's so time consuming. So time consuming. But that's why it's the most rewarding, I feel like. Yeah. And I also like I will say in terms of like a money perspective and brand deals perspective, the money is still there on YouTube. Okay, great to know. (laughs) The money is still there. I'm still getting like majority of my brand deals on there. Like. And they're still, like, higher paying even though my views aren't as high. And I think it's because they realize that that's where engagement happens and that's where, like, conversion actually happens. Whereas TikTok, there's, like, not a lot of money in it. Like, people with a million followers are making, like, what you would make maybe if you had, like, 50K on YouTube. Interesting. Like, the money is not there for TikTok at the same rate as it is. The money is there, but it's not at the same level as it is for like YouTube or Instagram because TikTok is really bad at conversion because if you're going to post a TikTok and you're going to like promote a product, how do they find the product? They have to go to your profile, they have to click True. the link in your bio. Like it's not just like a swipe up or like in the description. So True. if you are treating it like a business, I still wouldn't go like 100% TikTok. You definitely need to grow other platforms too. Okay. I've been going all in on TikTok, but while still maintaining YouTube for the same exact reason and my podcast, but as I mentioned before, I have, it's literally been only two months and I've been seeing, it is a whole new world. Like it is the wild, wild west out there. You can find anyone. You can become Sarah in the Rello group. Got a hundred thousand followers overnight. Literally overnight. And they're engaged too. Like she, because she's smart and she started going live every day. And like, I feel like that's another thing. It's like, if something does hit and your video does go viral, like 
be prepared to go all in on like making those people loyal followers too you need to have her on the podcast she's coming on next week okay I was gonna say (laughs) you need to have her on excited yeah okay well I could talk to you about this for the next five hours but let's get into the ending segment fun facts and favorites what is your morning routine so my morning routine I've been getting up around like 7 a.m I set my alarm for 6 50 but like Usually it's like 7, yeah. 7.15. <laughs> so around 7 a.m. I'll get up and then I pretty much just like wash my face, brush my teeth, make my bed, put on workout clothes and go straight to the gym. And then I'll be at the gym for like an hour or I'll do like a workout here like Peloton or Pilates or anything like that. Sometimes I'll go to the beach. So I'll do like an hour workout in the morning and then I go come home. I like make breakfast make my coffee, have just like me time. If I have time, I'll journal, like do a little quiet time, but like I haven't really had much time to do that lately. So usually I'll just like eat breakfast, shower, do my makeup. I've been doing my makeup every single day because I've just been on calls. So I like feel like I have to wear makeup every day. Um, And then I'll like start working around like 9.30. So what do you do at the gym? Are you following an app or do you just like program yourself? I'm doing a live by Whitney Simmons. Uh Yeah, I've been doing hers for like, I don't know, like 10 to 20 weeks now, something crazy like that. Yeah, you should do a video on that. I don't follow it. I know I should. (laughs) I don't follow it religiously. Like I'm not like, oh my God, like because hers is like six days a week or something like that. So I do usually like three days a week and then like two days, one to two days a week. I'll either like walk outside do the Peloton, do Pilates. Like I'll do something else because I don't like doing one thing every single day. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I change it every single day. Okay. This one's catered to you. To you. Who is your favorite small creator on any platform or a few? Like let's just shout some people out. Oh, okay. Well, that girl, Mitchie, I'll send you her so you can add yeah. it in the show notes. I will. Um, But her lately I've been really, really liking. Oh, this one girl named Dolma, Dolma on TikTok. She is the only one that I will actually like look to see if she's oh, posted really? a new video. Like the only one. Um, I guess she's not that small anymore. I think she's like maybe like 80K on TikTok. But she, That could happen really quickly. <laughs> exactly. But she posts about like um, consumer brands and like consumer businesses and just talks about like the marketing strategy, the investment strategy. The, it's very like business oriented. You would really like it though. It's like okay. very like – She'll talk about like celebrity skincare brands and like whether she thinks they'll like flop or like do well and like why she thinks that and like just like deep dives, deep dive analysis into like consumer brands. So I've loved following her. Um, I'm trying to think of like other people that I've been watching. Honestly, I haven't been consuming content in general lately. Like even TikTok, I've been like there's some days where I'm like watching it for like an hour at night and then other days where it's like I haven't watched it at all. So I haven't watched too too many people but I would say like those two have been my favorite it sounds like you would like girl boss town also oh I do like her I really 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 like her okay favorite podcast right now or a few oh okay favorite podcast I've been listening to this week in startups which it's kind of like boring sometimes but I feel like it gives me a good understanding of like the industry I'm in um, I've been listening to the skinny confidential of course I took a big break from them not intentionally just like didn't really care about the guests they were having on. I know that happened to me too, like a few months ago. And then all of a sudden I'm back on the train and back on it. Yeah. yeah. So lately I've been wa- listening to them more. Me too. Um, but for the past few months I hadn't been. And then let me think of another one. I mean, I love like how I built this obviously. Oh, so do you know who Lisa Gilmore is? No. So she's a creator. She's here in Miami, 
But her podcast is literally like a FaceTime with a friend. Oh, I love that. She, and she's so open. Like she will talk. It's solo? Yeah, it's solo. Oh, so it's literally like you're FaceTiming her. Yes. Oh, I love that. But like she's just so open and like so funny and like she's very vulnerable on her podcast. So like you really feel like you get to know her. And she does such a good job at like a solo podcast that like makes you feel connected. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Wait, I definitely need to listen, and I feel like I want to see if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Un- Unwinding Podcast, but like wind is spelled like W-I-N-E, kind of like a... Wait, I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. That sounds very familiar. Pink Wait, I'm excited. graphics. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. When do you feel your happiest? Um, That's a good question. I think I feel my happiest like on a Saturday morning, like when... I just, like, I wake up early, and, like, there's nothing to do all day. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> like, I'm literally so happy. I'm like, wow, like, the world is my oyster. Like, yeah. and, like, not setting an alarm. Yeah. Nothing better. Yes, like, I love, and I'm just like, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to watch some YouTube. I'm going to clean. I'm going to do nothing. That actually reminds me really quickly what I wanted to say before when you were talking about, like, no one's watching YouTube. I will say the one thing YouTube has over me is, like, that you can put it on your TV. Like, that's where I watch. So I do feel like there is an audience that, like, rather than just mindless scrolling, wants to, like, watch it as a show on TV. Or, like, that was a separate if note. I'm washing my face, I don't want to... Yeah. I can't scroll on TikTok while I'm, like, wa- doing my skincare. So, like, I'll put on a YouTube video when I'm cooking. Or a YouTube, podcast. Or a podcast. Yeah. Or, like, in the morning when I'm cleaning, YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I just forgot to say that earlier. Okay. Lastly, what would be your last meal on earth? Ooh. I think, like a good like steak like a steak with like rice beans plantains Mm. and like a chimichurri sauce Mm. that would be my last meal (laughs) wait yum (laughs) great answer okay where can everyone find you and all things brella yeah you can find me at natalie barbu across all social media platforms and then you can find rella at rella social um on instagram you can look us up on the app store or you can go to getrella.com on the internet and also use us on desktop it is seriously the best app if you're trying to become a content creator or you are one. Just use Rella for literally everything all in one app. It Thank is amazing. You. Thank you. I'm going to have to like ask you. I'm going to do like a focus group with you again yeah. where, with like everything that we're trying to come out in the future and like kind of see your take on it. I'm down. Okay. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.